How are you doing? Welcome to yet another episode of Her Hour. And yes, this is the Influence series. Yet again, we are still at it. And it's been such an amazing... If you haven't seen any of our other episodes, please make sure that you go all the way back and that you like and you subscribe and you share the episodes with other people. We had some really amazing guests. And I hope you're also keeping safe. I hope you're masking up. I hope you are... Um, socially distancing yourselves and I hope that you're also just giving yourself some time to just love yourselves yes yes that is also very important self-care what 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 <laughs> anyway so I'm gonna try out some magic that I learned recently so if I snap my fingers I'm gonna be joined by our guests so I'm gonna give it a try and see if it works and we're gonna do on the count of three one two three click strike up pose as you can see, I am no longer alone. I am joined by some super cool people. <laughs> you know how we do at Her Hour. We always get the coolest and the, the mostest coolest person is obviously my lovely co-host. How are you doing, Jay? <laughs> what's good? What's good? What's good? Our ranges, what's popping? I hope you guys are good. I hope you're staying safe. Yes, and we're joined by a really interesting, um, I don't know what to call him, he's a person, <laughs> a very interesting, cool person. Um, he is, I think, like one of the funniest people I know. And um, yeah, I'm not going to say anything more. I'm going to let him introduce himself. If you don't know him, then Shim, but um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. <laughs> Uh, my name is Mukudzei Kandoro Majoni. Uh, I'm a comedian. I go by the name King Kandoro. Uh, yeah, I think, I, I think, I honestly think that's it. Like, <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll plug in all the other things that you do because we know that you do a lot of things. So we'll just like insert them on this. Right. <laughs> I feel like the material speaks for itself. Right. And you don't need to say much. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's not even it's not even that. Sometimes I honestly forget. Like I I I honestly I want like I I will have something that I'm thinking of oh I should plug this on the podcast. Um, and then I'll realize like after while I'm editing like I didn't even mention that at all I, I don't know I, I don't know what it is but I honestly forget. but to be honest that's I think it's more important to know Kuti for people to know Kuti my name is Mukudze Kanoroma yeah. yeah no that's cool that's cool so yes um welcome to the podcast our rangers yes we have an amazing guest and yes he is a part of the influence series um something that we've been so excited about shooting and we'd like to give a shout up a quick shout up to our i'm joking a quick shout out to our dream sponsor <laughs> i was <laughs> like what is she saying oh my god <laughs> No, a quick shout out to our favorite, favorite um, drink sponsor, Kuva, made locally in Zimbabwe. They make champagnes. They make all of these fancy kind of drinks. Um, yeah, so make sure you place an order, do the right things. And then also say that, oh my gosh, I saw your product on her hour. So they give us more drinks, you know, you see how this works. Right. <laughs> um, I see you're drinking something, Mupudze. What are you drinking? 
Water. <laughs> or, okay. Or the Russian water, which is vod- no, vodka. vodka. No. <laughs> I'm joking. Just, uh, no, it's just, it's, just, it's just water. Someone told me that water does good things for us. I was like, let me... Let me Give it a try. It's a, it's a lie so far, but I, I'm going to... Nothing good has happened in your life since you started drinking water. I feel like it's testing my commitment, but we'll, we'll see. Oh my oh god. god! I'm already excited about this episode. <laughs> Three seconds in, and we're like dying. Okay, so um, let's get right into it. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah, what do you understand by influence? Like, what do you think? What does influence mean to you? Or what do you think influence means? What does influence mean to me? Yeah. I thought you were going to start light. <laughs> I thought we this is light. Nice. I, I, I think that's very light. No, because, light. Do, do you know, for me, it, I, I have, I've kind of, to, 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 to think, do I, what do I think of it as a comedian? What do I think of it as Mukus? Because I have different answers to both. But I think influence, the best way I can explain it is moving and shaking. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. So if you have influence, if you're in that space, what you do, what you say is kind of, is kind of moving things. Mm. It's kind of getting things going or it's eliciting responses, you know? Mm-hmm. So say, say you have a podcast, you yeah. know, and what you say on the podcast kind of contributes to what is being spoken about or to a particular conversation. Mm. And, or if you have a call to action, say on Hey Hour, you guys say, yo, go check out Kuva, and people do go check out Kuva. That's mm. influence. Yeah. They better. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 influence. So mm. I think to me the the word has gotten a little confusing because with this social media age, there's a lot of people think see big numbers mm. and think it's influence, or they see being in the news or you know being topical, being they. I I think it's a little bit more nuanced, like because I can come up with names of people that. That that yeah, I don't I I I don't think this is the this is the podcast for that. I think our podcast. No, please say. Feel free to say whatever say you want to say. That's what I forgot to say to you. Please, please feel free to say whatever you want to say. This is a safe space. There is no judgment. We have spoken about a lot of people on this podcast in previous episodes so go feel free. No, I, I was just going to say like on social media you see. You see certain, like you see certain, you see certain things, right? Like you see consistently people going out of their way to stay on everybody's lips. Uh, and it works to a great extent. Like it works in the sense of they do stay on everybody's lips. But when it comes to certain things, like when they need, like say you're an artist and you need mm. people to download your song, or mm. to watch your song, the numbers are not compute, like they are not matching up. They are not matching up. So that's when I'm like, okay, so is the influence real? Mm. Mm. So is there is there influence? So 
I think influence is definitely, it means different things to different people. The people that I might be speaking about might be saying, yo, I just want, you know, that influence to influence people's subject matter on a daily. And maybe I want more substantive things. And oh. but yeah. Okay, okay, Jordan. Right. I love that you said um, the move, moving and shaking because actually when I was in high school, my business teacher always used to say, the people who are doing the, you know, the people who really want to be successful are moving with the movers and the shakers right. because she was, she was like, yeah, you have to keep moving with the movers and the shakers. If you really want to get stuff done, you have to be moving with the movers and the shakers. So I really feel that because I do feel like you have to be on top of your game Right. You have to be ready for anything when, when you're in a position of influence. And I say influence in quotes because so, something that we've been learning throughout the series is that influence doesn't necessarily mean people who are making money or people who are in, you know, positions of power. Mm. Influence could be anyone. Influence could be a parent over their child or influence mm. could be, um, you know, a, a pastor over their congregation. For example, Shingi Munez. <coughs> <laughs> but anyway we already spoke yeah. on that in a previous episode so you can check that out in a yeah. past episode um but yeah that's that that's what i mean influence is basically if people are looking to you for some sort of guidance of sorts yeah yeah, yeah. definitely definitely i completely agree um with both of you yeah I like that um, you mentioned that some people will have like the followers on their social media and then like it just doesn't add up to like the influence they think they have. Like they'll have 10K followers and be like, oh my gosh, download my track. And then like no one does. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I think that's really true. Like you have to have some sort of a call to action that people actually respond to if you're going to be an influencer. You can't just say I'm an influencer because you've got... 5,000 followers. We can buy followers, guys, and it doesn't mean anything. Like, you can open multiple accounts and then follow yourself and make it look like you have followers and then make your alter ego accounts comment so that it looks like you have followers. But do you really have influence, you see? Right, right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so did you always plan on being an influencer? Like, did you wake up one day and say, I want to be a comedian and a podcaster and just, you know, a person that changes lives? Or did this just happen? <laughs> I feel like I'm being set up. I feel like I'm no, being... No, no. You refuse like... the questions. Disclaimer, guys, as you're watching this. Mr. Kandoro refused. He refused to like... see the questions before this episode. So There's no setup here. There's no setup here. We, we, we are very transparent. There's no catch-22. <laughs> we no. can pause this right now and go over the questions with you if that's what you'd like to do. No, I'm saying I feel like I feel like I'm being set up in the sense of I feel like whatever I say would be like, oh, he thinks that much. Oh. Thinks so. Like, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> You should rightfully so. I'm sorry. No, if you're not going to toot your own horn, then who's going to toot your horn? Sorry. The bus doesn't drive itself. You have to drive the bus. Hey, so drive the bus. bus. <laughs> you know, so uh, <laughs> you, your question was, did I always? No, that's the honest truth. I, mm. I, I grew up thinking I was going to be a lawyer. And oh, wow. then three years into studying law, I was like, eh. <laughs> and I started doing comedy 
and that was it. Oh, I, I realized I was much better at making people laugh than I, I probably ever was at, at being a lawyer. I would have probably would have made a decent lawyer, but for me, the thing that stood out with comedy was I wanted somewhere where I could most probably leave a mark, mm. you know, because I was thinking of, you know, there's a million lawyers in the world trying to shine in that industry or trying to create something because there's a lot of, you know, precedent and you laws and guides. You're not, you're not creating new rules. Like as you go, you're not making your own. And comedy felt like this place where I could, you know, carve out my own path, set my own rules. Mm. And that's how I ended up, you know, in this and everything that, like my first first love is stand up comedy. This guy's been pretty concerned, and by that I mean things are bad for everyone. <laughs> I am telling you right now, and I tell you, remove broke men in your life. German! Look at the person next to you and tell them that there is a CIO amongst us. <laughs> Even Jesus' last day on earth, Zambia was like, no. And John Mangunja speaks very fast, you know, because he's a liar. <laughs> Screaming. Yo, for all my white people, I can't translate this. <laughs> I really can't. I love, you know, I love talking mm. and having conversations. So everything else that has come has been as a result of me trying to grow or reach out to the audience of, uh, you know, if it's a podcast, finding a space where I can just figure out what's funny, what's not, what's to talk about, what's, what's still. And then the podcast grew and got its own identity. But it was really a place for me to just say nonsense. And then most of the things that have come that I've created, they honestly start from a place of boredom. Where I'm like, okay, there's a lot of, like it's, it's lockdown, there's a lot of free time. I have a microphone, let's create Madurofia FM. Cause mm. I love radio and there's a lot of free time. And then the characters that I played, it's really like, okay, I want to say this, but I can't say this is Kandor. <laughs> But if I say this as a character of a pastor, the thinking is, you guys, whatever you say, you're saying to this guy. It's not me, mm. it's this guy. So <laughs> even I can respond to this guy because that's not me. So <laughs> let's let's find, because if I was coming here and saying, and saying, and calling people out as a pastor, but as Kandoro, um. it would be like, man, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you were singing yesterday. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> or if I try to critique the police, or yeah, so that's been that's been kind of my thinking around trying to. I didn't know any of it would lead into any kind of influence. I just wanted to say nonsense. <laughs> here we are, and here you are, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Um, like I said many times before, I don't think I'm like super influential. I'm just little old 
me and so that's that is what it is um the inf- i don't know i think i i do i do i do enjoy being someone who is able to speak um and share my thoughts and my opinions and whoever is willing to listen will listen you know so i i think there is some beauty in that i think i i um I, do, I, I think, I, you know what, unfortunately, I do think I have influence in some way, like I, I am someone who has won awards for the work that I do. And this is the first time I'm saying this on this podcast. And I've been like not wanting to say it because I'm like, yo, it's a lot. But yeah, um, I think I do. I, 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 I wanted to be someone that people could look up to because there's not a lot of representation um, in Zimbabwe when it comes to like a lot of things. And, you know, people are very quiet because people are scared to speak on certain things. People are scared to be seen as having a big mouth because of what those implications, what the implications of that might be. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring out what influence is for me and how I interact with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're still growing, we're still glowing and yeah, we will keep doing what we have to do. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you. I completely understand what you meant, King, when you were saying um, it's easier to have like a persona that people can be angry with. I think that's literally my thing with Vera, why like the Vera brand has been my thing and that's what I push out. So people don't need to know like, what Maria feels about anything, but they can know that Vera did this, Vera is like that. Maria is innocent, guys. No one knows any of Maria's dirty laundry, so it's cool. Like, so I get it. Like, Vera can say whatever nonsense she wants to say, but, you know, the real me, you know, the little nerd from, yeah, can sit comfortably at home knowing that I'm fine, it's cool, it's okay, it's okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like maybe I should, I should take some tips from y'all because everyone <laughs> knows me as Jordan. That's my real name. There is no <laughs> alter ego. There is not. When I'm on Twitter calling people out, calling people's friends rapists, people are mad and they're mad at Jordan. So like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm... <laughs> You need to try and make a plan. <laughs> no, I, I think for I think for what you do, it's very important to do it as you. Mm. You know, because it's it's important and it's real work. You know, if you were doing it under or behind the guise of a persona, it would kind of dilute the importance of, and it would set a dangerous precedent. Mm. You know, and because the 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 credibility that you are carrying as Jordan is what gives or lends, you know, credibility to the information that you're sharing. Mm-hmm. If Comrade Dambrandue was calling people rapists on Twitter, it would be like, yo, bro, like, who are you? Let's begin there. It would just lead to like a, a thousand ghost accounts, people calling each other rapists, all these other things on social media, but when it's you, people know, okay, this is a real person. So for her to come out and say this, this means something must have happened or she believes this to a certain degree and okay, we need to pay attention. So I, I think it's very important, but you know, for, 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 for me, it works because we are trying to, it's, it's all being 
groomed or packaged as satire. Mm. You know? Right, so, right. So it fits the mode we are trying to, I have, we have inflated the truth. We, have, we haven't remixed it, but we have made it just way more ridiculous. Mm. So it fits that whoever cares, carries this message is an equally ridiculous character. <laughs> So that we are not so much focusing on me saying what it is that happened, mm. but rather the truth that is being shared or the overinflated or the hyperbole, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Mm, 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 mm. No, Please that's so true. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that's why you know satire plays such a big role, especially in countries like Zim, where speaking the truth <laughs> can oftentimes get you in a lot of trouble. So when it's like encompassed in a form of satire where you can like you can literally say to the government like Sha, I didn't say anything I didn't use your name I wasn't talking about you if you felt that the shoe fit then it's on you friend but like I'm, I was just doing a skit about what's happening um I think we should like put one of the skits that you did for the week that I found so hilarious um it was um <laughs> when you would I think it was about the dialogue between um, MDC and ZANU-PF and then like a mango oh. was thrown over like, oh, I need mistake, I need mistake, mistake. And I was like, yeah. I found that episode so funny because I was like, oh my gosh, that's so like, I know that obviously when they were having their dialogue talk, it wasn't over a drill wall, but like, yeah. I was just like, that's literally what it was where these guys were like, yeah, no, let's talk, let's talk. It's like, yeah, nah. Mm-hmm. We are Taurani. We are Padu. No dialogue and school. We are Padu. Changamas, you arrested my friends. Tune the international mediator. We are Padu. We are Padu. We don't trust you guys. We we know how you roll. We know this thing is just it's all just for laughs, for giggles and whatever. It's not really like you want to make any actual change. You know, I actually, mm. I actually, for, I actually forgot it. That was, that was pretty brilliant. I, I it was. <laughs> no, it really was. I, I have to I admit. Actually, forgotten about it. Good times. I, I can mention multiple other clips, but I would just tell people just go back on the week episodes and look for right. There's so many hilarious clips that you wrote them, some of them, right, and acted in some of them. I wrote all of them. You see, yeah. So Shut up. Fantastic. That's fantastic. So fantastic. So, so hilarious. Um, but like just going back to what she said about, you know, having comrades, whatever his name is, speaking up about <laughs> rape, just made me think of like, just um, was a perfect segue to um, the next question I wanted to ask is, do you think that people in positions of power or influence, um, owe it to like their communities, owe it to the world to speak up on like social issues. Like, um, you know, we said that like Jordan, because, you know, it works well with her brand and everything that it makes sense that, you know, she says the things that she says as who she is. But do we think that it's something that should be applied to everyone? Like, should we be expecting a slay queen who's just like known for hair and makeup to speak up on like social, social issues? Or is it one of those things like Asha? She can talk about whatever she wants to talk about. She don't know what's nothing but makeup pictures. Do you know, I, 
I don't think there's anyone who owes anyone anything. <laughs> okay, full like, stop. Period. Like, I think <laughs> right. I think it's important that people speak out. Mm. Like everyone should speak out about. But I think when we go into uh, and to be honest, that's kind of like the mood that is on social media and mm. where people are like, "Yo, why you so and so not?" Because they don't care. And it's okay that they don't care because their reality doesn't match your reality. Mm. Like if I'm eating eggs and bacon every day, what do I care that there is no, like some of your reality is not, like I don't see that. Like there's, I've, I used to think like that until I realized that there's people that have not been or not even seen Joanna City in five years. That there's people that only use Robert Mugabe on their way to the airport. They don't go beyond Borodo Brook and Churchill. That's their demarc- They don't go beyond that line. So if you're somebody who lives that life up north, like why should you be speaking about social issues? You don't know that life. Right. So it's it's kind of unrealistic to ask someone some to speak about what they do but it's very important though it's very important to create a society where people feel the need to say okay regardless of my circumstances it's important for me to charter a course because these these lines these realities that we live like regardless of how different things are that i live in mabuku i live in wine park and then somebody else lives in they don't have anything to do with somebody speaking about rape or sexual harassment or not. But if we create an environment where we say we target people and say, no, Vera should speak out, let Vera, because socialization and conscientization, it's a gradual process, right? We don't get to that point all at the same time. Right. Right. It's like right now there's still people that argue about like there was a song where Wellington said um right and people were people were making noise and they were fighting and then there's a whole section of Twitter saying but what's wrong though? What's 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 wrong with that? Vana is in Vana and you're like you are lost, <laughs> right? But when you follow that train, the consistent thread that you see when somebody says that, like this person honestly is lost, mm-hmm. right? But you're not going to win them over to your side by telling them, yo, you're dumb. That shit is like, you know, you, you like that's not going to work. <laughs> because right. because in, right. their, in their stubbornness, they honestly believe they are correct. Yeah. They honest because the information that they've had up to this point, it tells them that it's okay for them to say this. So if you mm-hmm. come and tell them like, oh, you know, according to blah blah blah, it's like you know. So even on the podcast, we we did this thing where we tried to walk people through the word, the connotations, all these things. And I had a few people afterwards being like, okay, okay, I see, I see what you meant. Because 
we were looking at it that, this way, ABCD. I think mm -hmm. things like that, they contribute to a community and a society where people get on the same page easy. And I think more than, more than, more than anything, what's more important than being on the same page is creating a space where we disagree respectfully. Mm. And right. we make each other see that, okay, this is where I'm coming from. This is where I'm coming from. And it creates a space where people will speak out about, you can speak out about the wrong things. Mm. You can make a, a completely nonsensical thread, but it's important for you to make that thread so that we can correct each other, you know. I, I, that that's what I think. Okay. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Jordan, what do you think? <laughs> I feel no, I feel that I think um just going back to the top of what you said, I think that you said okay, you said that we people don't owe anyone anything. And I completely agree with that. Like I I feel that but I think that a lot of people who might listen to this or hear or see us speaking about this might think that like, you know, we put these people in the positions that they find themselves in, you know? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, what do you mean? Like the people might be like, what do you mean? You don't, people don't owe anything to anything because at the end of the day, when it's now time for you to come and pander to us with your, like, for example, the, the example Vera used of a slay queen who sells makeup and sells a weave, you know. At the end of the day, she's going to come and pander to us on her social media and say, buy my, you know, 20, 24 inches, buy my lipstick, buy my what, 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 what. And then when it's time for, you know, Zimbabwean Lives Matter, the same a slay queen is quiet. She's not hashtagging. She's not on the TL making any noise. She's not saying anything at all. But the moment it's time for weave, the, the moment it's time for eyelashes, she's the first one. The first one making the most noise. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I don't know. I think there's a bit of a, a toss up between it being, when is the right time to speak? Or is there, is there such a thing as, as um, in one of the previous episodes, Vera said that like, you can speak, but... It, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It just has to show like a stance of solidarity, mm -hmm. you know, once it's like just a, just a word, just a hashtag, just a, you know? So I, I don't know. I think it's, it, it, it's, you're right in saying you don't owe anyone anything, but at the same time, those people don't owe you anything when you're coming and pandering with your weave and your earrings and your lashes. Like, so. Yes. <laughs> Right. So I, I 100%, 100% agree with you because those points are, it's literally, it's, it's literally what I was saying that that's where you catch them. So no one owes anyone anything, right? Mm -hmm. But the people that feel snubbed mm -hmm. don't remember that you've been snubbed. So it's, 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 it's like this. If you say, you there is a person who's selling their words on social media and they rely on their social media audience but when it time it comes or even an artist who's sharing their music and asking people to download them they have this audience but when it comes time to to say oh please come through for us the next time that they share their it's a, it's a situation that self-corrects yeah because the only reason why 
the, the, why it's important, why it was important for me to say, no one owes anything, anyone. It's not a, it's not a one-way street. It's a two-way street, right? right? So if you prove to us that you don't owe us anything, it's like, okay, okay, we didn't, we didn't know. Thank you for letting us know. Hmm. Now we know. The next time that you now come and say, oh, guys, I'm trying to like, oh, what up now? Wait, 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 wait. So it's, it's you know, it's a symbiotic relationship where we are now, we, 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 are, we are catching up. Okay, we needed you at some point. Now you need us. Do you see how, do you see that how this works? But also in terms of speaking up, I think you find that if we ask people to speak out, if it's, if it's in terms of tweets or if it's in terms of some people speak out in in incredible ways that are not even visible. Mm. Right. Right. Like there, there, there are people that I know that have never said a word mm. on Twitter, mm. but are doing incredible things for their communities, like providing spaces like during this COVID, providing spaces where children feel safe, mm. providing food for families, providing. I think what's problematic is not, it's not necessarily that we have to ask everybody to speak. It's kind of like asking Winky D to, to speak. Winky D doesn't even speak about his own awards, mm. you know? So asking somebody to say, oh, why are you quiet during this time? It's kind of like, what we need to focus on is people that have been loud throughout then suddenly go quiet during the times when so it's like, oh, okay. You know, it's, I feel that. it's like if I've been on Twitter every day mm. asking people to buy so and so or watch A, B, C, D, then when it's Zimbabwean lives matter, I'm silent. It's like, <laughs> you know, but when it's somebody that's not really on social media like that or they don't use that to communicate or they mm. use other means, it's like, okay, you, you, you we know you fulfill that role somewhere yeah you know so i think there needs to be there needs to we need to make sure that we are not asking because certain people work differently certain people thrive in other spaces differently mm. no that's right. definitely definitely true i completely agree with you and i think everyone who has watched this series i have said this from day one and i will continue to say this Fam, the minute you are in a position of influence, I, yes, I, I, I personally, I don't care about what everyone else thinks. I personally expect you to say something when it's a big issue, when it's involving lives matter, when it's women's lives matters, when it's hashtag save the babies. I expect you to say something because it affects everyone. And I think people need to realize that we live in a community. You're not an island. Yes, you may be famous. Yes, you may have a million dollars in your bank account. And 90% of Zimbabweans don't have that money in their bank account. But at the end of the day, we are in the same economy. I hate to say this, but I might get, I don't know, dragged for saying this. But I, one thing that I noticed about COVID is it made people realize that, Shah, like we are all, our anatomy is the same. We had billionaires, we had people who are rich out here calling the president, oh, we can't get access to the internet, but they still died of COVID because we are all the same essentially. But if these people had spoken out and said that, nah, Zim's health system needs to be fixed, maybe things would have been better. I know, like I said, I might be dragged for this, but I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there to just say that I think it's really important that you can't pick and choose when things need to work out for you. 
like if it's got to do with the economy, if it's got to do with the betterment of life for everyone, you can't pick and choose when that appeals to you because it's, it's not about that. And it's, it can't be like that. If you want to consider yourself a human being with feelings, you can't function that way. Right. Just my two cents. I feel like I'm a bit dragged for this, but it's okay, guys. It's fine. Too bad. Said it, not Maria. It's too bad. <laughs> Um, but like, just on, on this whole thing, um, I just wanted to ask, like you were talking about how it's like a system where if you are an influencer or whatever, if you're selling something and you expect, you know, you go out there, you tweet, guys, I'm selling weaves. And then, you know, people will be like, okay, we're going to buy your weaves. And then you're like, and then Zim Lives Matter happens. And then you're like, well, I don't know about this one. And then people are like, but like, we expect you to know about this thing. Um, do you think that sometimes it's because people are out of touch with like what's going on? Do you think like influencers, people in positions of power are really out of touch with the reality that's on the ground? That's why they probably don't say anything or they say the wrong thing. Um, I think there've been so many, I was watching, what's her name? This chick from America, her name is Tommy Lauren. Mm. Whew, yeah, it was a lot. La- Tommy Lauren, yes. Lauren, yes, Tommy Lauren, yes. And like, <laughs> I don't know if it's stupidity or her just being out of touch with reality, but that, that, that child needs prayer. So basically like she was calling the black lives matter movement. Like she's like, Oh no, it's only about looters. And you know, I have no respect for it because you have people who like hold signs saying like the police must die, blah, 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 fry them like bacon. So the movement is like all tarnished. And um, so she was in an interview with Trevor Noah and Trevor Noah was like, but you can't disregard the, the whole movement because of a few bad apples. That literally doesn't make any sense. I've never looked down on someone because of their skin color. To me, true diversity is diversity of thought, not diversity of color. I don't see color. I go after Hillary Clinton and she is white as they come. You don't, you don't see color. So what do you do at a traffic light? Um, I don't believe in that at all when people say that. There's nothing wrong with seeing color. It's how you treat color that's more important. You're right, here, it here, is. Here's my, here's my thing, like, all these points that you make are great, and I do believe that you believe them, and I don't believe anyone is actively trying. There are a few people who are trying to be bad from their point of view. Uh, but when I look at what you're saying, you say you, you're not pushing a, a racist narrative, you're not... You're criticizing. Do you really believe you're criticizing and you're not malintentioned when you say things like Black Lives Matter is the new KKK? Because you realize Black Lives Matter can't be the new KKK. The KKK is still around. They have not vacated their premises. And most importantly, to say Black Lives Matter is the new KKK is to like, to really, really minimize what the KKK did and what they stand for. That is not the same thing. You, surely you understand the incendiary, like, feeling of your comments. You know that, surely. It's controversial, but I think there are some things that need to be said. And when the Black Lives Matter movement is going out with signs saying, fry them like bacon, F the police, when they're going out seeing if you see a white person target them, that is happening, Trevor. That happened in Milwaukee not too long ago. That is happening. So when that, that now is... becomes the narrative and you're starting to loot, burn, and riot, what did the KKK do? That is not, look, we'll go around in circles. Did you say, what did the KKK do? No, what did they do? When you're saying, yeah. listen, listen, Trevor. But she is so convinced that, you know, Black Lives Matter is a rubbish movement because people got violent at some point and, you know, racism isn't a thing. She doesn't understand why black people are so angry and things like that. So do you think it's Kuti she's out of touch or like in the brain things just aren't balancing? No. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just plain old intellectual dishonesty. Tommy Lauren is a very incredibly smart person. It's the same way Donald Trump is an incredibly smart person, but it's using 
that it's just intellectual dishonesty when you know your position mm-hmm. and you 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 double down on it so much that you believe the dis like it's there if you Tomila, if you if you look at just uh, prior to the the reason why she was in the Trevor Noah show mm. is because she gets incredible numbers, way yeah. more than Trevor Noah numbers, mm. and the way she gets she saw so she has an audience which she's communicating to on a daily basis, you know, and there's a group of people that were doing that. Candace Owens was doing that. Mm. The whole Fox News, you know, it's 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 not that they don't know any better. Mm. But those are the talking points. They know the effects of speaking that way. We saw mm. the effects of them speaking that way, yeah. right? Mm. Resulted into that's that's what they want because they know if you if you shroud if you take a little fact, right? Just small, like small truth. Like there's people that are Black Lives Matter people that are looting, right? Mm. If we make that loud enough, it makes us look like the whole of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Do you think the people in that make America are interested in the in the other side? They're interested in balanced facts. No, they are not. So, so you have, and that is the danger of of people having an audience, right? That is the danger of giving any and everyone an audience. So when we ask. When we ask influencers and we ask, uh, we ask people to say like, "Oh, speak on on Zim Lives Matter." I have a real tangible example of two times that happened in Zimbabwe, and it led led to disastrous results. It led to instances where somebody shared a very uninformed perspective on what was happening on the ground. It's not so much that they didn't know better, but the set of information that they had mm. was intentionally limited. Yeah. It's, it's intentionally limited to a very specific point. So when we, when we but because they have an audience, right? Mm. If, if Sarah from Mabuku had shared that, would anyone have heard that? No. No, it would have been just another opinion that people would be like, but because this is somebody that is considered influential, they have mm. it, it. And the most disastrous thing about that now is we are now going to spend the next two days cursing each other over what was said, what shouldn't have been said, why it was said, and we have distracted ourselves from the real important conversation that's been going on. So, right, right. It, there's a lot of there's a lot of intentional misinformation that happens. Some people just some people, like you said, some people are just out of touch, which is okay, because there there are other things that are <laughs> in touch in touch. With them. You know, I think I think the most important thing for for us in the social media age mm. is people knowing their limitations, right, mm. and saying okay. I will I, I will participate in this Zim Lives Matter conversation, but I will be a retweeter. Mm. I, will, I will retweet all the important necessary information, right? Because I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough to contribute. Yeah, yeah. I will teach, or I would sorry, or I would teach myself what's being said, wh- why people are mad, why people, mm. but I think where we get it wrong by asking everybody like, yo, man speak up it's like 
I will, guys, if I speak up, I will derail this movement. Let me retweet. <laughs> Let me retweet. <laughs> Let me reshare. That's right. Yeah. I feel you. I feel I, I completely, I think the term for what you're talking about is, uh, it's, it's outrage politics, where basically, and it's, it's something that is, it's like a media strategy, actually. And it's something that a lot of people use because they know that the moment you cause, cause, cause cause outrage is the moment people are going to click on it. It's like clickbait yeah. of sorts. Yeah. So it happens with, you know, these WhatsApp things. People send links into a WhatsApp group to our mothers saying, oh, coronavirus causes your eyes to fall out. And then your mother goes and clicks on that thing and now it becomes a big story. And that website where, where people are clicking on are now making money from clickbait. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's the exact same concept, I think, where people may pretend to be out of touch but they know yeah. what they're doing. They know that they have to peddle this idea of like, oh, I'm so out of touch so that people can get mad at me. And then the people who agree with me will come and follow me and they will come and click on. Like yeah. recently, Floyd Mayweather bought his child. His, his, his what is it? His grandchild. What is it when it's your child's? Yeah, his grandchild. <laughs> he bought his grandchild a Rolex. He literally bought his grandchild a Rolex and people were like, are you kidding me? In the middle of a pandemic, you're flossing that you like bought your child a Rolex when people are dying. There's literally people dying. But this is the same Mayweather who moves around a million dollars or hundred thousand dollars at all times. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this is someone who knows his fans. He knows his fan base. He knows that when he like comes and posts on social media that, yeah, I just bought my kid a Rolex. People are going to be like, they might be the outraged people, but the people who are down with that lifestyle, like the flossing lifestyle are going to be like, yes, we, uh, we support you, but do whatever you want with your money. Do whatever you want with your money, Twitter. You know, we have the same 24 hours, Twitter, you know, um, those are going to be the, the people that are going to follow him. So I completely agree with you. I think people know how to use the media to, to push their agendas. People know that, in the world that we live in, no one is paying attention to your sincere nine tweet thread about, you know, whatever you're talking about. They want yeah. action. They want drama. They want you to put it in their faces. Like, you know, so I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, no, um, definitely. I, I don't know. Like just us talking about this now just makes me think about, I think we were, it was a conversation we had with patients um, PD. If you guys haven't watched the episode, go back and watch it. But I think it was her who had mentioned that um, these guys are just sharing what's, um, you know, what's true to their reality. And I think King Kandor also mentioned the same thing again in this episode is that you're sharing from your experience. If I have lived a Kylie Jenner life of, you know, being given like a million dollar loan by my mom to start a business, if all I know is balling out and living a great life, then can I really be accused of being ignorant of a situation if like that's not true to my reality? So, but I, I think that again, on the other hand, yes, you are also responsibility. I think the minute you become an adult or a person who can read and write and watch videos <laughs> on YouTube, you can educate yourself on situations. I think there's no excuse to say that, oh, well, I, I wasn't informed about this, like whatever. You can ask people, you can talk to people. You know what? I saw this movement going on on social media. I wanted to make my, you know, put my two cents, but I'm going to research on it. I remember even with the MSARS thing, I had no idea what the hell that was about. And I looked it up first before I joined the hashtag. Same thing with the time when, um, you know, people were putting the French flag over their social media handles and whatever. 
I made it my mission to find out what it was about before I just jumped on the bandwagon. And I think as an adult, as a person who's, you know, who's fairly competent in reading and writing and like researching and having conversations with people, I think you are responsible for what you put out there. I think you are responsible for educating yourself on certain things that are going on. And I think when you're dragged for it, you can't now come back, oh, well, people hate me. And like, nah, sweetie, like you put yourself out there <laughs> and um, you knew what was gonna happen. Like um, you, you kind of also are fully aware of the repercussions of your actions. And I think it's very important for people in positions of influence to kind of acknowledge that. But given all of that, like we've seen people who will tweet something or say something today. For example, what I said earlier in the episode, and then maybe like in three years time, someone's gonna watch and be like, oh my gosh, Fair was so insensitive. We need to cancel her. And then the next thing I'm canceled, like, do you think cancel culture is a thing? Do you think yeah. it exists? <laughs> nah, no. <laughs> no, so, so the. We spoke about we spoke about this in a in a podcast recently. And mm. the thing about cancel culture is I don't know why people are behaving like cancel culture is not new. It's not a new thing. Mm. Since time immemorial in primitive cultures in Mutapa state, people were getting canceled. Like if you stole, if you raped, if you mm. you would get banned from the village. Mm. People would throw you out. That was their version of cancel culture. Mm. The thing now with this social media cancel culture is that people are trying to remix it and make it vindictive, right? Where where somebody gets a, 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 a set of these ways that society self-corrects. Yes. Society always self-corrects like we all society apart from laws we have sets of rules if jordan does something abhorrent if jordan does something that we don't agree with we have ways to treat jordan to show her you know or me to show her that we are not with you anymore like even in a, in a household right when it when a, when a child misbehaves they are treated in such a way that shows them is that cancel culture cancel culture it, it, there should be a remedy, Thank right? You. There should be a remedy to the behavior to say, we are treating you this way so that this happens. Yes. We are not like, no one just gets thrown out. Like if a kid, if a, if a kid, let's say a kid breaks a TV, like I'm, I'm trying to bring it down to the household level so that we grow out the analogy, right? Yeah. If a kid you know, or if a kid, let's say, steals a car, gets into an accident, and causes this whole fracas, what are we? What, what's the treatment there? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we canceling a, a child? Are we going to punish him in such a way that shows him that no, this was wrong because A, B, C, D. Mm. This should never happen because A, B. Because what happens now is, as society, we are creating a culture where these people that have been canceled for whatever reasons, some for totally terrible things, some for not necessarily terrible things that are now just being bundled together. We are creating a society of outcasts that yeah. in the end are going to be way more than the original society. 
<laughs> right? So I, I remember seeing this when, I, I remember, do you know the danger in that is, I remember seeing this when Donald Trump, the, the, the election, there's people, there's people that have bundled what Donald Trump did mm. and try to bundle it together with people that have been canceled for things like, you know, maybe let's say somebody who misspoke about, you know, the LGBTQI community, mm. right? Mm. Like, how can we, like, if somebody misspoke because they're ignorant, Mm. That same person, they're ignorant. They don't have the information. They are going to say something. You cannot bundle that same person as a rapist. True. Like th those people are not in the same group. It, they might be a lead, a, a cause and effect. But at this point, this person just needs new information to yeah. say, yo, that's wrong. And that's misinformed because A, B, C, D. If that person now chooses to continue down that path when they have this new information, now let's take different steps. But we can't now say, oh, because that person, when we bundle those people together, that's how you end up people with people that defend Arakel. Yeah. Because, because they feel like, like, oh, you guys are just calling us all together. You're just saying we're bad apples. You know, there's people that try to explain uh, Donald Trump and say, could you ask deplorables or people that are just, I'm like, bruh, this man is a <laughs> sexual, <laughs> like how, how is Donald, like there's people that were saying, I hope Donald Trump wins. I was, I, I, I reached out to a guy, I was like, cause I was confused. I was like, what do you mean? You know, you are an African man <laughs> in Zimbabwe. What do you mean you hope Donald Trump wins? <laughs> And he was like, no, his policies, his, I was like, okay, so you are willing to look past the fact that he is a, there is a lot of evidence that, that shows that this man is racist. Mm. There's a lot of evidence that shows this man is a sexual harasser. Yep. There's a lot of evidence that shows that this man has been in cahoots and friends with people that have been in jail, imprisoned for rape and all, you are willing to look past that and say his policies. And the root cause of that conversation is because this guy mm. is kind of like, I don't know what his experiences are, but he's been bundled towards these people that are like, they're in the, like, I think it's because he shared something about abortion mm. or, or something like he's, he's, I don't know, I get confused by the actual terms, but I think he's against abortion. Yeah. So it was like, Pro -life. He, yeah, I was like, he, he was like, uh, 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 because Trump is 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 pro. I was like, that's your that's where you are meeting this man. The one point. The one point. So my point is to say, you end up with people that are trying to join these two together because they are confused about what cancel culture is about. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. In this day and age, it's become about like say, if I wake up and decide I don't like Jordan, mm -hmm. right? And I find what, oh, I don't like Vera. Like, mm. let me use your example. Mm. And say, because she said something insensitive about so-and-so, I want to cancel her. Mm. I should cancel you. I shouldn't try to convince other people to cancel you. <laughs> if other people cancel you, let it be on their own oh, merits of yes. saying, of saying, I find her deplorable because A, B, C, D. 
I shouldn't go on a campaign to say, oh, why are we tolerating Vera because she said this? But when, it, when, it, when it, there's a distinction, though, you mm. know, when it things like when things like, you know, when somebody is a convicted rapist, yeah. when things like that's not up for debate, that's not up for conversation, you know. Yeah. But the way that we do it, the way that we I, I think it's it's doubling down on people trying to put words into people's mouth, trying mm. to enforce we say this earlier, like let people come to their own conscientization at their own time, yeah. give them the information, let them decide. Let's not, let's not like, are you, you still come across people saying, man, I still play R Kelly though. Right. And it's like, I don't think this person, like, I don't think you are doing that to intentionally hurt anyone. But let me give you this new set of information. And let me not see if you don't rethink, you know, mm. if I come to you and tell you like, yo, bro, do you know that if by continuing to stream R. Kelly, you're contributing to his revenue stream, which means you will be able to pay lawyers, which means you won't stay in jail, mm. right? If you still feel like playing R. Kelly after that, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Like if, if you, but if you didn't have that set of information, you're just, you're just misinformed. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, so things like that. I, I don't think if you, if you come, if you, if you come to somebody like that and we just go straight into you're, you're an apologist though. You're a rap apologist. <laughs> you're, 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 I, I don't think, I don't think that achieves because they're just going to go defensive. Like, no, why are you saying that? And now you blocked each other. No conversations have happened. You know, right. So right. I, I, it's it's uh, yeah, <laughs> I, it's, it's it's a tough one, but that's that's what right. I think. Council. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've been saying I've been saying this for a long time, even on my own Twitter, that cancel culture does not exist, guys. It's not a real thing. It's something that we've made up in our heads for a concept, like you said, that has existed for so long. Let me yeah. tell you, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like it, it doesn't exist because like you said, there's going to be someone who's going to still stream R. Kelly's music and he's still going to make his money and he's still going to have his fans. Like Donald Trump, for example, we as uh, liberals or whatever, anything that's not uh, a Republican or whatever, a conservative, yeah can cancel Donald Trump, but as long as he is like four, five millions or whatever, hundred million strong with his followers and supporters, he's not canceled. He's just canceled for us. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't cancel someone. That's like impossible. You can't just cancel a person. Yeah. That's not how things work, you know? So I don't know. I think people like to just come up with these, these phrases. Uh, apparently, actually this cancel, this whole cancel culture thing is just like, created by Republicans to create more outrage and be like, oh my yeah. gosh, the liberals are at it again. Oh, what, 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 like, so I don't know. I don't think it exists. I think it's, 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 it's trash. It's trash on fire. It's, <laughs> it's, it's almost like, it's almost like taking the easy way out of sorts. Mm. Like if you say we're canceling anyone, you are almost saying, oh, we don't want the responsibility of educating this person or of making sure that this person thinks differently, of which right. that's what a society should be about. Yeah. You know, if we are interested about being together, there are, there are those of us that are going to have, you know, all the information, 
There are those of us that are going to catch up late. There are those of us that are going to catch, you know, create trends. So if you are like, I, at some point, because I had minimal information, I was homophobic. Mm. Why? Because the society that I grew up in was homophobic. I'm joking. Right? <laughs> right? So, so, but I was, I, I got new information, mm. right? I got new information. I got new experiences. I started seeing different things. And then the more information you get, it's like, man, I really didn't know. I really didn't know, right? Mm. And, and so, but if somebody had, if somebody, if, if now, because I know better, right? I can't go back to, uh, I can't go back to that same society and be like, man, you're a bunch of homophobes. Mm. Because I, I think more than anything, homophobia or most of these phobias are, one, it's an intentional choice. Mm. Like somebody decides to be that. Yeah. No one wakes like you don't wake up a homophobe. <laughs> right. You don't you, because you don't wake up a homo. It's like no one wakes up a racist. Yeah. Like babies don't wake up and be like, uh, what's that black? <laughs> like they have to be they have to be socialized into oh. being that. So the same way they were socialized into that, they can unlearn. And be so, but the kind of unlearning that we are trying to do, we are trying to shock people out of their home. Like, let's just present the same way that you came to know about ABCD, just present it uh, that same information. Like, I always I ask someone this I, 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 I actually ask someone this like, would you say, like a 50 year old Zimbabwean parent, would you like there's there's been conversations about like would you say would you say our parents are homophobic or they're just ignorant? It, yes, ignorance. I agree with that. Ignorance, it's ignorance. <laughs> right? It's actually, I, I, I always say this. Actually, I think that it's a lot of the time it's them just wanting to do their best by the the things that they grew up knowing. Like they just yeah. want to do they their best. Don't, they don't know anything else. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. I think now when that person is, like I said before, when that person is presented with this information, like, yo, this is what's happening. This is, and they still decide to go on that path. That's when we can have different conversation and start labeling mm -hmm. people and saying, oh, you are a homophobe. Right, mm. you you should know better because you have all the information. I think it's very dangerous to go around and throwing this because somebody mm. would just say, "Okay, I'm a homophobe." So what you gonna do? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You know. So right. yeah, cancel culture is a big, is a is a sticky one. I don't. I I think people are just trying to run away from responsibility of taking care of one another, looking after, running away from the core concept of Ubuntu you know yes. so I, yeah we need to do better we definitely need to do better no i completely agree with you and i think it's like i've said in like all the other episodes is that my biggest issue with cancel culture is that yes it's vindictive it's it's a personal vendetta against ah, king kandoro said that he was homophobic ah. then the next thing you know now it's a whole thing there's hey cancel king kandoro guys it's a statement that you maybe made like 20 years ago when you were uninformed, right. when you were ignorant. But now, like I always say that I think my biggest issue with cancel culture is that people look for something that someone said 
eight, 10 years ago. And then they want to hold you by that crime today. It's yeah. like prison. If I get arrested today for doing something bad and I get released and then I get arrested again because they're like, no, but five years ago, you stole something. So we need to arrest you again. Like it doesn't work that yeah. way. You go to jail to yeah. be rehabilitated. And then you like, you're yeah. given a second mm-hmm. chance when you get back into the community. Yeah. So I think the same okay. thing needs to happen with cancel culture. And we also need to look at the context, like exactly what you're saying is I'm looking at the context was like, um, I remember there was a time when people were so upset with Justin Bieber because he made like some racist jokes. Yes, yeah. I get it that they could have been offensive to some people, but I'm just like, guys, he was what, 12? Like, I don't understand why we're angry at Justin Bieber for, like, something he did when he was a kid. In the brief clip, Justin Bieber can be heard telling a joke. And the punchline is a racial insult. Father's Day. That's just mean. That's just straight Why are black people afraid of chainsaws? Don't even say it. Don't say it. (laughs) (laughs) You can say motorcycle, too. (laughs) The Sun on Sunday newspaper claims the Canadian musicians' representatives tried to keep the video hidden for a huge sum of money. When we were teenagers, we all said stupid stuff when we were young. Let's not pretend as if we were perfect children, even past us kids, whatever, the holy of holies. We have all done some nasty stuff as children, so we can't be, you know, held accountable. Like, I don't think we should be punished for things. Please speak for yourself. I'm an angel. (laughs) I'm playing. <laughs> Should I open my Jordan receipt book? I'm ah, no, don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, but yeah, I think it's definitely true. I think um, there has to be a way to, I don't know, regularize canceling people or just finding like a system that kind of works. Like where it can't just be one person's opinion and then, you know, like it's, it's so wild, guys. Cancel culture is like the wild west where someone will just wake up feeling some type of way and then they get everyone angry enough because we're living in a very angry world. We're living in a world with people who are unemployed, who also don't have anything better to do with their lives, but scroll on Twitter and wait for some fight to start. Like, I remember people always like, Twitter streets, people are like just ready to attack you for no apparent reason. So I think (laughs) with that kind of, you know, environment that we have with that kind of context that we have. And then you now just have cancel culture just running wild with no regulation, no control, guys. Like at the end of the day, everyone is going to be on the canceled side, like he said. And there'll be very few people on the non-canceled side and it won't even make sense anymore. I, I think I think society just will self-correct in a way. Like we'll, we'll grow old, <laughs> our, our priorities will be different, we'll retire, <laughs> And these kids these days, they don't care about anything. They watch KTV, K-pop. They don't care about, like, the kids that are coming up on social media, mm. the 18-year-olds, they don't care, man. Like, we, 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 Justin Bieber will grow old. <laughs> mm. Justin Timberlake will, will, you know, our, 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 our stars will start dying. Yeah. yeah. New kids will take over social media. And if they still have social cancel culture, man, that's a problem. But I think, <laughs> I think for us, like we, we it will die out. It, it's just it, it it hasn't achieved anything so far. I hear so you. There's no reason for anyone to like. There's not a single thing that cancel culture. If there was a chairman, there's not a single thing that they have achieved. Yeah. Not a single thing. <laughs> Donald Trump got 70 million votes. You what? 
70 million votes. So you, 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 it's like, it's that old saying of keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. Yeah, yeah. Like, so there's no real reason, you know, to, to, to keep doing this. There were a few days ago, and do you know the troubling thing? A few weeks ago, there were these um, allegations about TI and Tiny, mm. right? The way those allegations were spread and happened and confessions were coming, I honestly thought T.I. would be in jail by now. Yeah. Right? So the way that happens, it makes you think now, okay, so what are we doing wrong? Because there must be some truth in that if a lot of people are coming towards. But is this the best way to go about it? Right? Mm. Because it's almost as if the people that are being accused are using that against the people that are accusing them. And saying, yo, look, these people are just trying to smear my name. Mm. Look, these people are just trying to, to because of the way it happens because people are doing this uh, uh, in, in, in an almost that vindictive way of almost like you know, it's like okay all these people if you know if this has been organized well, let's go to the nearest police station right mm. because at this point it's over 30 people that are coming that are coming right. I, I was actually thinking about it today and saying what happened to that? We haven't we haven't had anything, and that is very worrying. Yeah, right, right. Now, now the time that is passed in between those allegations, that's when the doubters and the naysayers start gaining confidence. Mm, mm. Right? They start saying, You you see now, you see now, those people just want to tear down a strong black man. Those people mm. just want to tear down a pillar of society. Mm. The next person now that's going to have a real grievance towards that won't be able to speak out yeah. because they've seen what happens when they speak out, nothing happens. Mm. So I, I, it's, it's, at some point, society will realize like, okay, there's better ways to do this. Yeah. Rather than me making a thread or trying to get people, let me go and find, you know, something that can actually lead to, because, and, and look at how, like right now, as despicable as those confessions were, mm. no one is talking about them now. We are concerned about the next TikTok challenge, the next day people, imagine bearing your soul on Instagram, like, oh, this is the worst experience of my life. And well, the page that shares them gets their clicks, and they get like they probably have five hundred thousand more followers now, mm. and they're probably sharing the next tick. Like that's it, done. that's it, it's done. <laughs> but you are left feeling, you know, exposed because you've shared this incredibly mm. personal experience of your life, and yet nothing has happened. So it's very, right. it's very terrible. Right. Yeah, no, that's so true. I think. Hopefully society will um, fix itself up, but I don't know. I've, I've met some pretty woke youthies, so I don't know, but we just hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> we hope that people won't be as angry going forward and definitely like, um, yeah, cancel culture. Yeah, something must happen there. Hopefully something must happen soon. But yeah, like you said, people are going to like disappear. Our superstars are no longer going to be superstars at some point. They're going to be new people coming up and, you know, new opinions and stuff like that. So we just, I guess we just wait and see and hope for the best. Um, but yeah, so we've gone into that point of the conversation where um, 
Well, we're just going to ask you, like, if you want to share anything, um, like, there's so many things that we know you're doing. So if, <laughs> if you want to plug in um, any of the work that you're doing, anything that you're working on, anything that you want people to know about, um, Jordan and I will give you your, your, your 15 seconds of fame. I'm joking. We'll give you <laughs> your time <laughs> to just let the people know um, some of the amazing stuff that you're doing. You know, unfortunately, some of the stuff that, that I'm, I'm working on right now, it's that I can't speak on it yet. <laughs> That's the unfortunate, that's the unfortunate, I would love to, but hopefully in a, in a month or two, mm. you know, we'll, we'll be able, but there's, there's a, there's a, well, last year I worked on a baby, it's here now, uh, <laughs> did that, amazing, um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of satirical content in the works, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to need to also go work on a baby. Uh, so if you're watching this and you want to work on a baby with me. <laughs> go have these. I'm playing. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, but yeah, so it's a lot of exciting stuff. You know, the podcast is still going. Mm. Uh, um, I'm trying to think, is there something that I can actually. There's a documentary that I'm working on. Ah about about life in the diaspora like um in the sense of i've i've been here uh, it's going to be a year in march and Oof. like when i got here the most immediate thing that i noticed was how lonely life here is for zimbabwean or for me mm-hmm. and i found that to be you know through the conversations that i was having to be a very common theme because life here is very individualistic. Yeah. You know, it's primed towards productivity where you come here, you go to work and you work and you work and you work and you get your money and you send it back home and you start building things. You know, it's not like things here are very, it's not friendly from the weather, from anything. But the thing with that is no one back home knows that. Mm. I found that even the conversation that I was participating before becoming part of the diaspora community, we would have these conversations where we are saying, yo, man, if I was in the diaspora, I would be doing A, B, C, D. Because the assumption is life here is easy. Yeah. Like before you come here, you know, you're thinking life here is, is easy and people have credit cards that they can just walk into a dealership and buy a Mac or... People assume that life here is hard, mm. right? And all that. There is no in between. So it's either you think life is hard or you think life is easy. What is the middle point? That's what I started realizing because people here have had experiences where somebody from back home will ask for money and they will say, no, it's really a tough month for me. And somebody back home will be like, so why are you in the diaspora? Mm. You know, so, you know, so I, I thought, could you, you know what, I think it would be a great way to contribute to the conversation if we had a definitive resource that actually showed what life here is like, like, because the, so far, there, there hasn't, and it was shocking for me to realize that there hasn't been that, like something that shows that people here are working four or five jobs, right? to 
and sometimes people come here at 21 and they start sending money back home. But because they're always sending money back home, somebody thinks they have a high paying job or it's automatic mm. or it's so things like mental health of the person here is not really put into question. Like how do people relate? Everybody here stays an hour away from each other. Doesn't matter where you are. It's an, it's at least an hour away. So things there's no sense of community whereby you, Jordan, can end up at motor on any good day, COVID willing. Mm. You can end up at motor. Hi, Vera, what's good? What's happening? Yeah. There is no such thing here, right? Like you have to say, oh, what are we doing in March? Mm. You know, you. Things, things like that, things, th- simple things like that where I, I would love for it to be a resource where people get to see the other side and have to have those conversations from a nuanced point to be like, okay, uh, when we see these people coming to Zim in December, it's real. they go crazy because they don't know that life, yeah. right? You, you are the minority in every sense of the word. Like you are the minority as a black person. You are the minority as a Zimbabwean, you know? So you're not going to a club where they are playing Zim dancehall, right? <laughs> Unless it's a, it's a specific club. You're going to a club where they are playing their things and you have to fit into that culture. You, in the workspace you're having. So I'm trying to, trying to create something that kind of like shows that life and then just see where the conversation goes. That's one of, that's one of the things that, I, that I'm working on, but it's been slowed down because of COVID. Right. That is so interesting. Yeah. No, I can't wait really to see good. it. Yeah. Um, I think everybody make sure that you um, follow King Kandoro so you can check out like whenever this will be out. I think it's will really be something very interesting to check out because I think if you are, as long as you're a Zimbabwean, this is specifically to our Zimbabwean fans. Yeah. If you yeah. are Zimbabwean, you have at least one relative, one who's yeah. in the diaspora. So yeah. I think it'd be really great to kind of um, just get a different perspective on the kind of life that you know your relative might just be living or you might actually be a Zimbabwean yourself who's out there in the diaspora and you're like man this is the story of my life so I think that would really yeah. be such a great thing to check out um so we're really getting close to the end of our conversation do you have any bits of advice as her hour we like to <laughs> we don't like to just complain for a full hour and then <laughs> leave it at that and be like well it is what it is baby but we like to kind of conclude all of our conversations um so i think going forward there's so many i know for a fact there's so many um young comedians um podcasters um you know aspiring filmmakers whatever influencers that follow you and that probably need some good nuggets on how to be a good, I don't know if it's, if it's a thing to be a good social influencer, um, but um, yeah, just do you have any tips for people, you know, you're standing in a stadium with 5,000 aspiring influencers, what would you say to them? How would you guide them on this journey of influence? Don't, I think the first thing, <laughs> the first thing would obviously be don't don't aspire to, to to influence i think it's very important for it's like it's like somebody waking up and saying like my dream job would be to to be a hero like why why why, why a hero 
<laughs> like, you know, it's a very problematic. It's like uh, somebody earlier on, somebody said to me, um, we were having a conversation about legacy and they were like, you know what? It's very, somebody saying they want to have a legacy is actually because that's how villains are created. Mm. Yeah. That's how people, when you're still focused on creating a legacy, yeah, people do the absolute most to protect their idea of that legacy, right? So that's how people end up killing people that don't fit their idea of legacy. That's mm-hmm. how people don't end up. So rather than rather than focusing on legacy, focus on the work, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a creative, make sure that what you're doing, especially if you're a Zimbabwean who's doing this, there is there is very little praise for what you do. You yeah. you rarely get any credit. People will steal your ideas. People will steal your work. Mm-hmm. But if you're passionate enough, let that not stop you. Continue doing because for for me the satisfaction honestly comes from the little things like from time to time i will have somebody come in the dms and be like yo man what you said about abcd that was really dope or i watched your show and it really made me happy when you spoke about this like i've had people that explain my jokes to me you know and i'm like that's incredible man (laughs) that's 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 really that's really incredible because that means that shows to me that it resonated to you on a different level mm-hmm. like and that shows me that you're excited about whatever you watch because people have broken down my joke like when you say this it meant and it was tied to I was like yeah that was and, great for it. <laughs> and 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 sometimes it's sometimes it's not <laughs> and I'm like that's I it's really incredible that you know these people so those i find joys in those little things but you know if you are good at it if you continue at it the 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 money will come it's not guaranteed but at some point at some point some point the belief is it it will come it will come uh so that that's what i don't aspire to to influence anyone you know just end up being a, a villain that's how people end up being Shaddai because they want to, because that they want to uh, inspire people. And yeah. Okay. Wow. Such beautiful words of wisdom guys. So don't (laughs) aspire to be a hero because you'll just end up um, a villain. I think that should be the tagline for this specific episode. We'll just say, King Kandoro says, you know, that will be our clickbait. So people will be like, Don't what? Do it. Don't do it. Right. Right. But anyway, thank you so much um, for joining us for this episode. I think you shared you so much. I think everyone, all the hour rangers who are watching, I'm sure they really enjoyed this episode. And guys, if you don't if you haven't seen some of the stuff that um king kandor done, obviously we'll put it in the comment section but um he is amazing he had um like he's just done so much like in terms of satire in terms of com- comedy he's got a oh, yeah. podcast um and now with madorofia fm like there's just so much that he's working on that's really inspiring for you know content creators in general in zimbabwe and i think 
if you check out a lot of his stuff, it's really going to inspire you. I think a lot of the times as content creators, as young people, we just think, oh my gosh, this stuff can't work. I'm just wasting my time. But like, it, it will work. We have success stories, as yes. you can see. He is yes, a success me. story. <laughs> I, work, I, work, I work hard. <laughs> And like as you should, <laughs> a as you should. I had had to work out. But yeah, so um, thank a you. A mover so and a shaker. Okay, yes, as you he say. is a mover and a shaker. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you so much for coming on the episode. Thank you for sharing um all of your thoughts and your ideologies. I, I'm sure one day there will be students in a UZ theater studying some of your many works and you know writing dissertations on it. No, I, I do. I do. I receive all of it. She's I like, do. by force, if you don't receive, we're gonna stop the episode. Right to... <laughs> <laughs> we'll force it on you. So yes, yeah. um, his socials are gonna come up on the screen. So make sure you follow him, follow all of the stuff he's doing. And obviously, Jordan and my socials are gonna be on the screen somewhere, somewhere on the screen. Make sure that you follow us. In fact, just follow us. Just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. And also make sure that you watch the rest of the series. We still have a few more really interesting guests lined up. And before I forget, thank you again to Kuva for being our lovely drink sponsor. We really appreciate it. Um, the rest of my afternoon is going to be very litty, litty committee. Thank you very much. And yeah, so please tell us about your comments in the comment section below. Tell us how you feel. Tell us what you think, um, your opinions and stuff like that. We're really interested in how you guys feel about everything. And yes, stay awesome. Stay safe. Jordan, I love you. You stay awesome. Stay you. safe. King Kandoro, yeah. I love you. Stay Thank awesome. Stay safe. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations on Wear the new addition to your family. Wear a mask. <laughs> sanitize and yes we will see you guys in the next episode big up camera camera lights flash click, 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 check, check, check,